0: Hello, welcome to another episode. Uh, we're talking about multiverse movies. I'm too lazy to do an intro, so we're <laughs> just getting right into it. Uh, we got some, some returning guests. We got Ben and Joe, who have been on a few previous episodes. Guys, welcome back. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, excited yeah. for this episode. Uh, there's been a couple movies that have come out recently that are about multiverses, so we said, you know, why not make an episode about that? So we're talking about everything everywhere all at once which we're going to get annoyed about saying by the end of this episode because it's so long. And we're going to be talking about multiverse in the multiverse of madness. Dr. Strange 2. In the
1: multiverse of madness. Yeah, sure. Dr. Strange 2.
0: (laughs) And then we will be ending off uh, pitching our own multiverse movies, which I am very interested to hear about because I haven't heard anything about what you guys are going to be talking about. Um, So that's always fun. We haven't done pitches in a while. Um, We are also going to be using these two movies as an excuse to talk about Lots of other multiverse movies that we are fans of or not fans of. Um, but yeah, anyone anyone have anything to say about multiverse movies in general before we get into specific reviews?
1: You know, there's not really a lot. I mean, at, at least from my definition of multiverse movies. there's There's like three main ones, but like... This I feel will be like the, the only are...
0: time that you'll be able to see this or be able to say that because in five years there's going to be twenty Marvel <laughs> multiverse movies.
1: I, there's so. going to be at least four all when all of our pitches get picked up, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: right?
2: Well, there's there's another one coming this year with the Flash. Is there? Yeah, really? yeah, they're doing uh, a kind of a redux of the Flashpoint paradox. Oh, there's they... uh, they've even spoilers if you guys haven't seen the preview, uh, but they have stated that both the Michael Keaton and the Ben Affleck Batman, uh, both of those Batman, will make appearances in this film. Oh, boy. Did yeah. they manage to reshoot the whole thing without Ezra Miller already? Yeah, Not only is Ezra Miller
0: in it, he's playing <laughs> multiple characters. He's yeah, so. super
2: in it. However, what I will say to that, though, is it feels like... They have a really easy out if they need to recast Ezra Miller, right? Yeah,
3: multiverse, <laughs> Oops, different one.
2: Different, he looks different. Wow, that's crazy. But he's still Barry. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've <laughs> heard that the ending of that movie is going to be just because the DCEU fucked up everything with like who their cast is and what they have. That it's like you can just say, hey, multiverse, disregard all those other movies. We're now this, and you could just have the ending of the movie be. Here's your new Justice League, and now just we're gonna go do something else now. So,
1: yeah, you think all these actors like signing on to these uh, DC and Marvel movies are, are worried now? Like, oh, uh, they could just change me at any time now.
0: <laughs> there's not a lot of job security
1: with with the multiver <laughs> with the emergence of the multiverse.
2: It's a it's a good point. Yeah, like uh, there'd be no reason to, but I think it's been that way for some time, right? Like. They replaced Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo and didn't even bat an <laughs> eyelash. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah,
3: same guy. <laughs> three times. Look, they changed Hulk three times. He,
2: he dyed his hair. But what? Why are you asking? <laughs> well, I, do we count Eric Bana Hulk was not part. He was before. He's not whole yeah. He's not MC. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. And now I they're think. bringing back other characters from the Edward Norton Hulk movie, so you can't say that the Edward Norton one is not. I mean, they already did with um, what's it called, Ross, General Ross. Yeah. yeah
4: Ross. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
1: It's okay. That that was that was Earth six one six, right? Okay. Yeah. It's a, yes. it's
2: a different, different one. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, you know what? No, we'll get into it
4: in a bit when we're talking let's, about... Let's, let's just get into it. Music. We're talking about Marvel. Okay. I was going to start
0: with the other one first, but let's talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Go ahead, Ben.
2: Well, I was just going to say, were you all aware that that is the correct number for the main Earth in the comics continuity? Like, did no. everyone know? I, 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 I'm
0: aware that there yeah. is controversy around that because the actress who plays Miss Marvel thinks that the correct number uh, Earth should be 199999 I don't know why oh, but I know that there's yeah. I know that 616 is like the general comics one yeah
2: it, yeah that that's your, your typical that's one and you know yeah yeah so that I like that kind of stuff and like the idea that they're already you know like you, you find out midstream that other people are already fucking numbering it and they're in the 800s or whatever like that's pretty interesting <laughs> I like that shit yeah, I don't know. I I don't know any of the background, and I'm gonna
1: get into this a little bit later. But especially for Doctor Strange, um, like all all these extra things, like the 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 Easter eggs and stuff, and like the cameos. I mean, obviously everyone knows. Spoiler alert! Uh, it's been out for like months now. But spoiler alert: Reed Richards, um, like Professor Xavier, they're yeah. all in it. But then like you that Black me. Bolt dude, I have no idea who that was.
3: That threw me off. I didn't know him either.
1: Yeah, uh, like. You, you guys to... don't
3: know Blackagar Boltagon? No.
2: Heidley, <laughs> <laughs> Hodley, no. Um, Man, uh, no one saw the Inhumans. A hundred percent, no one saw that shit. No. I, trend, I like that they. Stop. He was
0: the same actor, right?
2: I think so. Yeah, because I,
0: I never no, watched but... the TV show either, but I'm aware of the I mean, character and like the Inhumans. The costume in was
1: the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, it's too bad because he's dead now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that dimension is that guy. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like uh, so.
0: Sorry. Let's start with what did people actually think of the movie before we get too much into. Can we just do like a roundtable on whether you liked it or hated it or general first impressions?
1: Joe, how about you start?
3: Me start. All right. For for me, as a with the timeline with everything with uh, the MCU, um, I just found it more of a interesting movie. I feel like they they use it as a filler to maybe set up some other. Other storylines, other movies that are coming up, other characters, or just try to end—I guess—open uh, the possibility to the end of some characters, so that way they could recast and then maybe just kill some kill some people off. Even maybe for uh, Black Panther, uh, they would have obviously, you know, um, maybe a new Black Panther come up, and it's not so sudden as to why there's a new face to Black Panther without having to adjust too much the main storyline of uh, six was it six one six. Um, yeah, so I just found it more of a, a movie to watch for fun. Nothing that I really felt was, I mean, it felt more of a scary movie, like a scary movie to me, <laughs> some scenes,
4: <laughs> which really I did. loved,
3: by the way, it had me off guard. Cause I was watching it dark with the room, li- with the lights <laughs> down. And, yeah. Maybe jump a little bit, but I thought it was, uh, if I had to give it just that overall kind of rating for a movie, I'd give it, um, 6.5. Four out of ten for a Marvel movie. The main things for me that I really liked were all the the features open to the other uh, Earths. Uh, I don't know all the numbers. I, I know that there are a few different timelines that I remember, uh, obviously, yeah, growing up reading the comics. But I don't know where they relate to, like, 616, 111, or whatever Earth it is. But it was nice seeing uh, Professor X pop-up, which kind of gives me a hope that they will still maybe be able to bring in some X-Men, uh, use the word mutant. <laughs> um and uh maybe bring ty and Deadpool to uh some of the Marvel stuff
1: Wow 6.5 huh
3: yeah I for the I, I still prefer the the first doctor Strange um I did like the twist uh the after credits twist I didn't know much about the character or the hmm. end of the credits twist but uh, I was intrigued and I want to see where that goes seeing where uh, she slices open to.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, uh I'll jump in there with I you know, and actually Joe, you really hit on a couple of the things that sort of the movie bothered me a little bit. And the way that it bothered me was in that like it felt like it was very reference heavy. Like it's extremely rewarding in a lot of ways for people that understand the source material, have been paying attention to all the movies, watched WandaVision are familiar with the X-Men series, but still like are excited to see, like there's this almost cockiness to some of the references. (laughs) It feels like it would alienate a new audience. And I feel, I feel like it kind of got like bogged down in it being a superhero movie so that like, you, you kind of get lost with like the characters. Like I, you know, like I, I love America Chavez as a character. That character is, like, interesting powers, has a bit of gravitas, things are completely resolved, she's not <laughs> a total dick.
4: <laughs>
2: like, that's that's a cool character. And all the other characters just kind of suffered from either being Doctor Strange, and, like, we'll get into it when, like, we talk about the other movie, but, like, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was a good actor, right? And now that I've seen the other movie, uh Benedict Cumberbatch sucks, guys. <laughs> when you put him against Michelle Yeoh, he fucking sucks. Can't act. Get out of here, Benny. Like anyway, so uh, yeah, that's I I and I think and Joe, I not to keep picking on the 6.5 But you did say something that I think is very telling. You said 6.5 for a Marvel movie. (laughs) Presumably that number goes down if you start comparing it to all other movies.
3: Yeah. Uh, And I think – I don't know if it's me also comparing it to everything everywhere. That's why I'm just going to shorten that as everything everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm thinking that's what I I might be comparing it to. But I think just in general, just watching – I think I was watching a few other Marvel movies in the week and weeks weeks before, and I was just – yeah, I was uh, not overly wowed. Like even rewatching uh, Thor, or any other ones? But I know for multiverse wise, um, I thought yeah, six point five. That's what I, I have to uh, give that there.
2: Oh, I one last thing. Uh, I would also say that I thought that the um, bad guy was going to be far more ambiguous. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. It oh, feels like
0: full spoilers here. Don't, yeah, me.
2: yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, it feels silly. I don't know why. Am I even that? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Anyway, like, like, you know, it's the Scarlet Witch, like, what, five, ten minutes in, five minutes in, maybe. Yeah. And her justification is the same justification that she keeps getting in trouble for. <laughs> so, like, I, my sympathy for it is unfortunately very low and everyone kind of tells her like this is a bad idea bad idea she just keeps going and uh, sometimes there's like a like i feel like they tried to make her redeemable but she'd already killed too many people at that point (laughs) for me so like if they try to bring back scarlet witch and be like she's a hero now we've forgiven her i don't know about
1: that hey what do you guys think Oh, I have things to say, but I'm going to let Carson go first because I, I feel like he's going to be more in line with what you guys are saying. Um, and then uh, after that, I can continue to shill for Marvel.
0: This this will be a surprise, but I did not mind this movie at all. Um, I did not mind. <laughs> that, that's about the most glowing review as I've given a Marvel movie in a while. But I think part of it has to do with, like, my my expectations for this movie were basically in the Marianas Trench. Like, they were as low as you can go. I've heard yeah. the rumors about, like, like you open the Multiverse of Madness and you kind of give way to Disney's need to just have cameo diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, you, like I've talked about this a lot in the podcast. Like, I hate references. I hate cameos because I just want people to tell a story on its own and, like, fuck Rogue One. Not to go back on that all the time, but it's just like, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're in a movie. We're in a story. Oh, let's stop. Let's have a cameo. Let's have a reference. And then we move on and you completely disrupted the story. And so that's what I was expecting and I was hearing that like rumors of people saying like Tom Cruise's Iron Man and the original Fantastic Four and just like all this shit that they could have thrown in and they didn't. Um, it was like a pretty straightforward story. Um, I understood the villains motivations like you say Ben she's not sympathetic and it's like doesn't need to be she's a villain. I like yeah. didn't need to be a good character. I like that they took a character that's considered to be a hero and kind of turned her into a villain, even though that's kind of what she is in the comics, but it's, you know, nice little difference. Um, my mm-hmm. wife, by the way, she didn't know much about WandaVision, but she's like, yeah, she wants to see her kids. Like let her murder whoever she wants. If she wants yeah. to see her kids. Um, and then like, yeah, America Chavez, like I like that character. If you're going in like your, your typical fish out of water store, you want some character to help take you into that world. And I thought America Chavez was good at that because like, Doctor Strange and Wanda are too much into the the mystical arts and the witchcraft that it's nothing seems weird to them. So you need to have a character where it's like this seems weird or like this is a more like grounded character. So I liked her. I liked that it was a very straightforward like Wanda is trying to get this kid, Doctor Strange trying to save her. Got it. It's not too much on top of that and the things I didn't like about the movie is what I don't like about a lot of Marvel movies these days is like when it comes to the fight scenes it's like purple lasers versus red lasers. (laughs) I don't understand what the power of each of these lasers are. I'm just kind of giving you trust that one is supposed to be more powerful, but it's just like boring, especially like when you look at um, the end game scene or not end game, but infinity battle between Dr. Strange and Thanos where they're doing all the magic shit. And it's like, okay, that's a fun fight scene. And they had a fun one in this one where they were throwing musical notes at each other. And it's like, okay, fighting with magic. I get it. There's like a lot. You can get creative. And so, the fact that so much of the movie was just shooting red lasers at each other is like, okay, that's boring. I don't care about that. Um, the All the cameos that did pop up with like the fantastic or Reed Richards and Black Bolt, it's like it served a very specific purpose to the plot and then it was done and it moved on. So I was okay with that. So not not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but like I was okay with it. It was just a movie that had a story and it was fine.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to like add a point out to uh, to Carson's where uh, for, for my girlfriend who hasn't who's watched some of the Marvel stuff, whether it's the shows or some of the movies, just as a standalone movie coming as a standalone person just watching the movie, you feel like you're a little left out with some hints in there and you feel like when you watch it there's you feel like you're missing some knowledge that you should know. Otherwise, it's I'd prefer to have a movie where you can just sit and it's semi-explained to you during the movie without having to do any research or anything afterwards.
0: The other thing I'll say is with all the other shit going on in the multiverse and like the Loki TV show and No Way Home, it was starting to make me think like, okay, what multiverse story am I supposed to care about here? And the answer that they seem to have gone with is it doesn't matter. You don't need to know any of the other movies. It's just, you only need to know the part of the multiverse that is in this one. Like you need to know WandaVision, but it, it, and it kind of undercuts the end of Loki because it doesn't seem to have any relation to what's going on or maybe it does um, but it's like okay so far they've done an okay job with you're somebody who can come in without having seen anything and you can still understand what the plot of the movie is you're not so lost
1: yeah I I don't like one of my biggest gripes about this movie is that you it, it, it doesn't make the same amount of sense if you haven't seen WandaVision and I don't like that you have to do that Um, especially considering, like, the the quality of some of the the series, serieses that are coming out, like, just, it's getting a little tiring, especially how, like, drawn out they are. There's, like, six episodes where, like, five, nothing really happens, and then everything happens in the last episode. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, by the way. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um,
1: that being said, um, I would give this, like, a solid eight, (laughs) because I really liked it. Um... I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm I'm going to be sh- continuing to shill for, for Marvel on this podcast. But, like, I, like, there's so many things that, well, like, there, there was enough things that were, like, different enough. Like, you guys mentioned how, like, it was, like, there was parts where it was actually full-on scary. Um, like, in the, when I watched in the theater, it was actually pretty funny. The The girls behind me. Um, I could hear them talking like the whole time, and the the part in um, like after the, or during the Illuminati after she, like she's murdered all of them, um, and like right after that she's killed Professor Xavier, um, and she like chasing them down the tunnel. She was, I, I heard these girls behind me like, why is this movie so scary? Like I, 100, I knew that they were like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. Let's go and have some fun. And then
4: yeah, she got like
1: Elizabeth Olsen like breaking old men's necks and stuff. <laughs> um, which, but I mean, like, I really enjoyed, and also, like, I didn't know that Sam Raimi was had directed this coming into it, and oh, okay. I like, like, the stuff that he does, like, I, I could see, like, the visuals of like Army of Darkness, like Zombie yes. Strange, <laughs> exactly like, like Dead, well, not exactly like Dead
2: Ash, but you could see, um, he, he looks like a Deadite,
4: yeah, um, <laughs> he
1: looks
2: like that kind, yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, and like the, the just the weird style which can go like way over the top at some points and he does in this movie um but like i just enjoy that so much and like some of the like um the the throwbacks to like some of the like the angles that he uses like um you know when um what's her name uh girlfriend lady uh who's not girlfriend lady uh rachel mcadams rachel mcadams what's her it doesn't matter what her name is Christine. Christine. But like she's like fighting that little that soul, and it's yeah. like she it's in her face. So the camera is like in her face, and it's like all, ah, like, yeah, like <laughs> that kind of thing, the, the like POV type stuff, of thing. Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. I, yeah. I enjoyed, enjoy especially just because I like Sam Raimi's style, like the whole scary shit. Um, and then the, like Carson mentioned, the the cameos weren't really they weren't overbearing in this, like i i i alluded to this before, but like someone like black Blackgar Boltagon or <laughs> whoever else you nailed like, it he means well he, sure he was he was good in it, like for his five fifteen seconds, but like I had no idea who who he was, so it wasn't like it didn't take away from the story as like a whole stop the movie, oh my God, look at this guy. it was just like it was a good plot he was a good plot device, which maybe isn't good for like a marvel fan. But like for me, who's just along for the ride and doesn't know like all the lore, I think I I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, like it, it was it was it was funny. It was very unexpected, and uh, it was a pleasant surprise for
2: me. What'd you guys think of Doctor Strange like as a character?
0: So one of my favorite use like. I was thinking about because we're thinking about multiverse movies and like why do you make a multiverse movie and one of my favorite purposes for using that as a like storytelling technique which we're going to talk about when we talk about everything everywhere all at once is you get to understand the different versions of a person and who they could be and the choices they make in life and they kept trying to develop Dr. Strange's character to be about his relationship with Christine which nobody cares about. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I think was interesting about the character is they talked about the different versions of him who is not the good guy who is willing to do the bad thing because he's not protecting people. He's protecting like entire universes or multiverses. And so I thought it was interesting that wherever he goes, he meets a version of himself who's kind of a dick because he needs to do the right thing. And I wish that they developed that more as opposed to their romantic relationship. So I hope, they, I hope they're hope they setting it up to lean into that later. But I felt it was kind of a missed opportunity with this movie.
1: Well, there are definitely missed opportunities, if especially if you approach it looking at looking at it as a multiverse movie. I mean, which is tough because multiverse is in the title. But like, if you look at it as just like it's it's just about. I mean, it's it's the struggle between Doctor Strange and uh, um, uh, Scarlet sure. Witch trying to get to her kids who. Elizabeth Olsen, by the way, acted the shit out of, out of Scarlet Witch, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But like that, just that for the whole movie, because like it's, it's – I don't even really see it as a multiverse movie at all. Like it's just – the multiverse stuff is just like a plot point or like a plot device because there's – There's so much opportunity, like Carson said, to to do things in a multiverse that you never really see. And even in everything, everywhere, all at once, like you don't see, like everyone is still the same person, but just like, oh, this one's a dick, this one um, is a martial arts master, this one's an actor. But and like in this one, it's Doctor Strange. He's, uh, like, like the different universes that you see is like, oh, this is like really nice New York, or this is like your paint here, but that's only for like half a second. Like you don't you don't really go into the 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 really weird things that you can do, which I I get. Like you can't make a movie about people that are paint, but um, it, I it mean, made me like, think
0: of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which would, did a, a much better version <laughs> of that scene, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It also kind of reminded me of is that scene from uh, Valeria and the City of a Thousand or the Planet of a Thousand Cities or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they like tumble through all those different worlds in the spaceship because oh, of yeah. all the different climates and whatever. Um, it just yeah. Again, like it's almost like they it's almost like they dip into it to kind of give the illusion of exploring many more dimensions than you really do. And then you do like three. Yeah. So that you're not (laughs) having to keep, because it makes sense, right? You have to bring it down a little bit because otherwise you're just continuously establishing environment and not getting any kind of resolution of plot points or, you know, progression.
4: Yeah.
2: So, but still like, if it's like, okay, multiverse, like, more than three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard some people say that like this movie feels a bit cheap because you really just have like three versions of New York and that's it. But going back to what I was saying is like I, I like that this was a straightforward movie. Like I'm okay with that. Um, going back to what you were saying, Paulo, about this being a multiverse movie or not. Like there's different reasons that you would want to have a multiverse, which is why I'm interested to hear some of you guys' pitches to see like what you guys interpreted as multiverse and what you would use for that you know storytelling device. Because um, you do have the everything ever all at once where it's more about like analyzing the choices and the different people you could be. But you also have the, the Disney approach to things where it's like, uh, I want to see the same person twice in a movie. Um, which is also not a terrible, and if you talk about the movie <laughs> The One, that's their whole premise. They just wanted Jet Li <laughs> to fight Jet Li, and I'm okay with that. So
3: Yeah, I think it's totally for an that, answer. it's just that is uh, when you have a, a character like that that's definitely a uh, great i do like for uh the fact that they only went to like three versions of new york of new york i think uh for most people watching i think if you did a little bit more it may take away from things a little bit i think just a uh, little snippets of going through the worlds that uh, was good enough to satisfy that hey multiverse we're going through uh there's a whole bunch of different stuff going on but we're just going to cover these three
2: I would have also liked to have seen more like they got towards it towards the end with like the eye showing up in Strange's head. I forgot about that. But like I would have liked to have seen more of that throughout the movie. Like almost like you know, all of a sudden now you have uh you know, you're missing a fingernail on your pinky fingernail and you don't know you don't know why. Right? But like <clears throat> you have a vague recollection of slamming your fingernail in the like I would love to see more multi-dimensional, almost like infecting the main dimension that you're introduced to throughout the whole movie. Like, almost like you're getting uh, interdimensional poisoning. Hmm. Yeah. Right? And I think they get closer to that kind of thing with everything everywhere all at once. And again, I will talk about it, but it just feels like it's just a, you know, it's almost rude that these two movies would be out roughly around the same time. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like that deep impact Armageddon, uh, <laughs> fucking volcano Dante's Peak kind of thing, where you've got two movies. They did it. The it did a similar thing, and I feel like one did it definitively better.
0: Yeah, I mean they're hard to compare because they're they're both multiverse movies, what? but they're both trying. Like, I'm not going to argue that everything ever all at once is not a better movie because it definitely is but it's like they are trying to do different things like uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is not trying to be a character study they're trying to go like look Mm. at these wacky scenes come see our movie and they're also trying to make like 10 multiverse movies so they can't do
1: everything (laughs)
0: all at once
1: well I mean Elizabeth Olsen is trying to make a character study but
0: um, (laughs)
1: yeah I agree Within yeah. the confines, yeah, that, that, uh, that, confines of a Marvel movie,
3: exactly. And they, they, with the Marvel movie, they have like expectations, and you know you got to connect it with stuff, set it up for something future. Everything, everywhere, all at once is just movie that has just a fresh new movie, no context, and you get get completely thrown into it.
2: Well, and I think t- to add on to that, like there, it definitely it keeps it more free right off the top. Like, it it, again, talking about how, like, Doctor Strange has almost a lot more work that it needs to do. Like, it needs to connect to all these different pieces and make all these different points and references in order for it to make sense within the confines of the broader universe and, like, everything everywhere all at once. You're just there, like you're finding out at the same time. Like this is the first one, you know. Like if if there was going to be more, this is the where you, everybody is on the same page. Whereas this is like movie number fifteen of a thirty five movie series. Actually,
1: on that on that point or on that note, um, do you guys? Sorry, and I'm switching gears a little bit here, but do you find it's a, a little weird that? Um, because like, like what Joe said about Marvel movies, like it has to follow this format. Like it has to include these things. It has to set up these things. But also, I mean, for Multiverse of Madness in particular, do you feel like, I mean, I personally, sorry, feel like that it it was strange that, uh, strange, um, (laughs) it was weird to me that they would let Sam Raimi do some of the things that he did, like, um, um, just it's all these things that you wouldn't expect to see in a in a Marvel movie like like um, someone getting cut in half or like some oh, yeah. with someone's head exploding
0: and yeah, stuff uh, like
1: that which I really appreciated but um, I think
0: that's is, part of why I liked it is because like there were scenes where I was like oh my god they let Sam do that like this doesn't <laughs> right, look like yeah. a Marvel movie
2: I I completely agree like it it seems like an expansion of what's possible, uh, and it's it, it's almost, and maybe it works as an advertisement to other more avant-garde directors. Like you can put your stuff into our movies. Like look what Sam Raimi did. He did his weirdo <laughs> art house freak show stuff, and we we kept it in.
0: They're not gonna yeah. let directors do that. I think this is a one-time <laughs> thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, so well, Josh be... Trank isn't going to get
1: a second chance at a, at a big. Movie. I want to <laughs>
0: see the Trank cut. That was, I am disappointed that I didn't get to see that.
1: You know, you never know. Maybe one day.
0: Get on Reddit.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make it happen.
1: Also, uh, another question I wanted to ask: um, Do you think that they just saw that uh, there was like this dark hold Book of the Dead, Book of the Damned type thing, and they were like, "Yeah, can we? Let's just get Sam Raimi because he's done that before."
2: Um, like with the whole uh, necronomicon. Yeah, necronomicon. <clears throat> you know, it is a nice fit. Like it, I feel like the there is a like cuz there is an ooky spooky vibe to Scarlet Witch and to Doctor Strange and they use the word demon a bunch. Mm. And it all has a lot of like a cult like and if you're going to have a guy that's like the master of the mystic arts, you kind of have to go in that direction. A long time before you can start going up and like kind of get into the middle. So they really do need to establish all these like demons and stuff. And like, Sam Raimi's the perfect guy for that. Like, he's he recreationally did that shit for years.
0: <laughs> I, I think they're open to the idea that directors can teach them things that they don't know because they really fucked up Thor 1 and 2. <laughs> and they kind of knew at that point that they had no idea where they wanted to go with that franchise. And then Taika came in and he was like, here, here is how you do a Thor movie. Oh, that's um, actually so, a good point. And so I think that they're open to the idea of like, okay, we can't really do horror. We haven't done it really well. Let's have someone who knows the genre come in and show us what we can do. And then we can hire some Joshmo off the street to copy that for a while.
1: What do you mean? They did New Mutants and that worked really well. That was super scary and awesome.
0: That was fun. I love comic book movies.
2: I never finished it. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once though, fantastic movie. Uh,
0: Okay, before we get into that, do we have any other (laughs) comments on Doctor Strange or Marvel or DC? Hmm, no all right i have an intermission question uh oh so before we transition into everything everywhere all at once um so i was watching the one earlier today uh because i've been meaning to rewatch that (laughs) so here's a question for each of you you're in a multiverse where there's 125 universes there's 125 versions of you similar to everything everywhere all at once where the different universes are kind of based on you but one decision different so it's no like rastafari and paulo or like stuff like that from the (laughs) one but you have 125 versions of you that are based pretty closely off of your life with like one or two different decisions major decision points in life there's a death match between these 125 folks where do you finish in that ranking like how far do you survive and what version of you wins so while you're thinking about that here, I'll, I'll give my answer. I think I would finish probably top 15 to 20-ish. And I'm saying that because there's a lot of lazier versions of me elsewhere. Um, I think other life choices I could have made that would result in me being less athletic. Um, also, me having a kid makes me have like something to fight for. So I think that has me like survive a little bit. But there's also versions of me that could have been more athletic if I would have per- pursued sports more. So I'm saying like, okay, 15 to 20 ish is realistic. Um, I think the version of me that would win is like, had I made friends with like certain people in high school and actually like seriously pursued football and maybe gone on to like varsity, I feel like I could have been like some jock sports guy. And that version (laughs) of me that's out there, he's still athletic at 33 and he's killing the other 124 of us.
2: Uh, Okay, Carson, follow up on your ranking here. So just, you know, crunch in the numbers. You're a numbers guy. So you're saying that you today (laughs) are top 10% of your physical potential. (laughs) Uh, Like you are within 10% of the peak capability of what this body could do. You right now are within the top 10%.
0: I would like, again, 125, and also yes. based on, like, reasonable... Your
2: nature and, like, who you are as a person, <laughs> yeah. like, <It's> intrinsic just... <laughs> qualities that would flow through all of the different
1: variations. Like, there's not one one where he finds, like, an infinity stone and... Like, no, you become... <laughs> I, I don't think
0: there's any version of me that becomes, like, a martial arts master or something like that. Like, that's not who I'm fighting in this deathmatch with myself, like... The, the peak right, is low. So we're, we're, the limit you, is you
2: you suspect the peak is 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 very close to where you've obtained though you wouldn't
0: necessarily <laughs> put it high yeah i'm saying like everything is reasonably close to where you are today in this scenario but it's not like there's there's if you can say that there's one decision in your life where it's like you you go left you become this person you go right you're like a completely different person it's like okay you can justify that i don't think there's any version of that i think I'm interested in sports, but I'm lazy. And so most versions of me are sort of athletic, but not really. So, yes, to answer your question, I think I'm in the top 10% of my reasonable potential.
2: Okay. Well, see, the reason I ask is I am definitely in, like, the back five. Uh, (laughs) Like, the the low, like, because I can think of a couple different decisions that I've made along the way. And would it have gone positive or negative? You know, don't cry for me, Argentina, but it's it's a series of things where it's like, that's a down. Uh, or, you know, they, or there are very big shifts. Like, I can think of one right away. My high school had a hockey team, did not have a football team. I can't skate. <laughs> but I was 6'3", 300 pounds, and enthusiastic as hell in grade 11. So, you know, in uh, in that multiverse, you know, I could have gone a different way. I think in a lot of other situations, I'm more athletic. My knee is weird. Everything's weird. (laughs) I just, you know, like so I think I'm probably like last five. Uh, The ones that murder me uh, is I guess like it would be number six. So it would be the guy that has gotten into eating salads uh <laughs> all other choices the exact same just takes slightly better uh care of himself and he rear naked chokes me until i'm dead
4: <laughs>
3: i think yeah. i would uh be uh like in the mid mid to maybe top 50 uh if there's like yeah, 125 just because i'm thinking <laughs> like killing there's... the
4: game <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe fuck even you 50, guys <laughs> maybe
3: 50 49 versions of myself are better where they're like the one guy that actually uh does cardio and doesn't uh, injure his back while he's working out. And the other 30 that doesn't have constant back pain, not just from being over 30, but. Um, <laughs> and, and a few versions of myself that may have taken martial arts um, occasionally, or the ones that would have taken it more religiously, or even gone down the bat, like a darker path, and just been like a totally uh, sketchy uh, guy that's just would just still beat the shit out of currently. <laughs> and then uh, so many lazy versions of myself. Not saying that I'm not lazy now, but so many other ver- lazier versions, uh, so many different decisions down there that I feel confident to say I'd be in at least the top top fifty, probably fifty though.
1: <laughs> this this is a lot more introspection than I I thought we would have gone into uh, during this podcast. But luckily, having you three go before me has has helped me, and I've I I think there's one really strangely specific example. I'm gonna bring up but I I think I'm probably yeah I'm probably around the middle point like me right now um because like everyone below me are a mixture of like those that uh like maybe pursued drama and musical theater after high school (laughs) or like (laughs) um didn't didn't want to play any sports or just like didn't was not active at all or just didn't have the gumption to uh to maybe do, that, that don't have the gumption for like physical violence um or much less killing someone um and then on the top half is like uh the the versions of me that like went all the way to black belt and taekwondo and didn't stop at brown belt um or like never stop stopped licks. playing tennis. so like tried to be a professional athlete um um, not that I was ever close to making it,
2: but, um, I, I'm sorry. Did anyone, uh, <laughs> did anyone drop a brown belt? I feel like someone just dropped a brown belt. That's is so it, crazy. Does that count oh, to it, the, you think I was bragging about that? <laughs> it, it's soft flex. I said it at the time. I meant it. You you just, you know, snuck in there. That, uh yeah, like, hey, you know, just saying, I dated Beyonce. What? Who said that? Anyway, I mean, brown belt is like firmly
1: in the middle, just like where I'm saying, right where I am right now, of all my multiversal selves.
2: I'm just saying, that's impressive. You got a brown belt in Taekwondo. Let's
1: go. Okay, thank you. you. you.
3: That's actually Taekwondo at least. That that one up for me.
1: That was not meant to be a brag at all.
2: But no, yes, screw it. Thank I got you. a yellow belt orange stripe in Shotokan Karate. I feel like we should talk about our belts.
0: Carson, what do you got? Let's just I, belt I don't talk. think I ever it's got the yellow.
1: Yeah, I think Carson would have opted for Krav Maga instead. Carson, got the
3: yellow? You got it there? I got
0: a, I I got a black
3: belt from Zara. Okay. Black belt from Zara. That's my limit to any belt. <laughs> I think if it was all of us, I'd lose if we're talking about belts here.
1: There, there's also one really specific example that I mentioned, like, sorry, I don't mean to keep dragging this on, but in high school, I don't know why this kid popped into my mind, but there's a girl in high school that liked me that I feel like if I had decided to go out with her, I would hang out with a completely different crew and my life would be on a completely different tra- trajectory <laughs> where I would be like cool. a raver. And, like, maybe involved in, like, drugs.
4: (laughs) Um,
2: Your hairstyle and beard uh, work
4: now, too.
2: You'd have the same
1: vibe. But the thing is, I don't know if that puts that version of me in, like, the higher half or the lower half. Like, um, am I just, like, completely unhealthy and, 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 and not physically fit or just a criminal and willing to kill everyone?
0: I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Mr. Nobody, but that's basically the plot of that is Jared Leto has three girls that he can pursue. And each one of them is like a different version of his life based on that. Oh. Uh, but anyway, I feel like you guys have made me look really cocky that I'm like thinking I'm in the top 10% here. <laughs> <Peak> I guess. <laughs> Physical possibility. Carson I, I think Winodowski. I'm just more pessimistic because I see all the negative versions of my life. And I was like, yeah, I can beat those guys. Whereas it's like I don't see the more positive ones. You guys are seeing the positive versions of yourself.
4: Yeah, sure. I guess.
0: (laughs) All right. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Similar to what we did for Doctor Strange. Uh, Maybe just a quick roundtable on general thoughts of the movie. It sounds like it's generally positive, um, as I would say most people probably are. Uh, But Ben, how about you start us off?
2: Fantastic. As I said earlier, this movie seems like almost a response to Doctor Strange 2 in that it's just they take everything that I feel like Doctor Strange 2 is kind of also trying to do and they do it better. Uh, like I, the characterization I'm into, I dug this movie. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, the characterization I'm into, uh, and they're like you really care for the characters and different levels. And you get. I really like, as I age, I appreciate uh, more and more Like, getting to find out different levels and aspects of relationships and having characters have the capacity to, like, surprise you, uh, but organically surprise you, not, like, out of the blue surprise you. Like, Marvel, they surprise you because, like, they show up uh, out of the blue for the big battle at the end, right? (laughs) Oh, my God, he's out of nowhere. Like, in this movie, people are surprising you through, like, their fucking resilience, you know? And you just kind of are into what's going on with them as... Uh, person again everything they do i feel like they did better like and even there are kind of interesting parallels between the two movies of things that they each did like that are similar like they had classic callbacks to old horror films in each of those movies Mm. like the jamie lee curtis character deidre uh right like they set her up as kind of a, a dick but when her body gets possessed they do several kind of homages to like a Michael Myers style villain, which Jamie Lee Curtis, super famous for being the victim or the the damsel in Halloween, Mike Myers. Uh, And then you, you know, you go over to the other side and you had Bruce Campbell getting a chance (laughs) to do classic. My body is taken over by a possession (laughs) and is attacking me. Like that's what brought him to the dance. Sam Raimi, loves that shit, and he got to put it in this movie, too. And, like, they're both great. They're both great references, but one is, all, like, a little artier, kind of cooler, uh, kind of has a little bit more pathos to it, and that's how I feel about Everything Everywhere all at once. Like, the just more pathos, very interesting characters, and as... As non-linear as it seemed, it was still pretty easy to follow where things were progressing, and sometimes even easier than regular movies because if you miss stuff, it was just kind of hitting you sonically what was going on. <laughs> almost, I don't know. I dug it. I dug it. What, what does someone else think?
3: I feel. Oh, here. Do you want to go both? Go, 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 go. Oh, okay. Because I, I feel like you did cover like a lot of the stuff there. Like it was just really great. I, I like how. Movie wise, there's no like uh, a lot of like twists and turns where it's like, oh, they went back in time, you got to remember a thing, or like, uh, you know, this happened here. Like, it was you're able to just progressively watch the movie and just understand what's going on, and it just has like that flow of uh, kind of um, going on with it. Um, One thing I did kind of like that was, uh, I guess, a little different when you think of maybe multiverse movies or anything uh, time travel, just something where, you know, you. Have some sort of uh, change, uh, change there like that. Um, is how they, how she would kind of activate, uh, connecting to the other multiverse. would like do something out of the ordinary that you would never actually hmm. do. Like uh, the, all the examples there, like yes. uh, pick your finger, c- cut your paper cuts or anything like that. I, I found that that was a little different in a, a way to connect to, uh, I guess, uh, your other body in a, another timeline. So for me, that that was a good change there. Um, i did like the the humor that was in the movie as well it wasn't overly uh like put in there they had the little scenes and moments and then it was like you had some real deep moments too like you know the mother daughter connection there the ex- existential life kind of crisis moments they had <laughs> and uh some of the some of the fight scenes i really liked <laughs> um uh, that <laughs> The one fight scene this, I always think of that just got me dying was uh with that trophy that was on her desk there and how Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah When you that... start talking
2: about the absurdity I totally spaced on the fact they have to do completely ridiculous things. And yeah. then that fight when they both like the both the bad guys just stuff butt plugs up themselves <laughs> fast, like fast so that they can
1: access their power. Can can we do like a just a deep <laughs> dive into that? scene and that concept but like I, I i'll let carson do his thing first about the movie but i really want to focus on that because i was fucking howling
2: during that part was everyone's blurred like no no yours, no, was, blurred? yours was blurred mine was blurred I
0: watched oh. mine, huh mine was blurred
2: yeah oh wait the, um, the genitals the genitals, the
4: genitals oh, and yeah, no, yeah, yeah i, I thought yeah, you were yeah, talking uh,
2: about the butt plug
4: <laughs> no yeah, no yeah, the butt yeah. plug you oh, can okay, see okay, but yeah. Yeah.
2: like yeah, where the but, you know, where the plug meets the butt, you know. you never see that really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. I okay. can't
3: recall that, but I could see it being blurred. Well,
2: yeah, no, I was just curious cuz like I watched it on YouTube. Uh, and like maybe, you know, Google's like, well, we don't want to show this. And if you guys saw it in the theaters or something, you got the real, you know, the full uh, the full full situation.
0: No, side point, I actually did see this in theaters and it was the first Movie I'd seen in theaters since Tenet. It's been a while. Um, yeah, blurring in theaters as well. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> I will echo what has been said. Really good movie. Um, I was expecting it to be really good based on the strength of previous movie. Um, if you're not familiar with the directors, uh, they are the Daniels. It's two guys named Dan. Uh, they previously did a movie with uh, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe named Swiss Army Man which is about uh, Paul Dano stranded on an island with a corpse who talks to him. And Daniel Radcliffe is the corpse. And he has special abilities that help him kind of get around and survive. And it's equally weird and surprisingly emotional. Um, And so, like, I I really like that movie, even though I think a lot of people walked out of it at, like, the Cannes Film Festival because they hated it so much. Like, I don't know, film people. Um, But, yeah, no. Love the movie. It's probably like the best version of a multiverse movie out there. Like there's other ones that we talked about with like uh, Mr. Nobody and like the one and stuff where they flirt with the idea of it. But this is really like the best use of it as a storytelling device. Now, that said, I'm going to get nitpicky because that's what I do. Um, (laughs) This movie probably should have ended about 45 minutes earlier than it did. Um, I feel like the first two acts are brilliant and then it gets to a point where it's like, here's the big speech that explains to you what the movie's about here's another speech that tells you what the movie's about here's a third and a fourth and it's like <laughs> oh just end like i was like i was at a point where i was like i love this movie i like everything you've done just give me a nice speech and end it um it eventually does get to the right ending like i do like how it ended um but if i were to be nitpicky about one thing it's like yeah it drags on whereas like a movie like swiss army man it's very clear and concise and it's like you know exactly where it's going in terms of plot um but yeah and then we'll also give props to data from the goonies played a brilliant role in the movie and nice to see him acting again the husband
1: which one absolutely oh yeah short round
0: short round yeah
2: yeah yeah that's how i know him (laughs) (laughs) uh you know pick your great role that he got to play in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Although, really, like I, you know, it sucks. The guy's name is Short Round, but he was in that motherfucker. You know, like he,
4: <laughs> he was
2: like number two. Like he was, he was helping out Indy hard. And if you can't be indie, like Short Round's pretty fucking
0: cool.
4: Yeah.
1: If you can't help indie, just be like a, an offensive stereotype, racial
2: stereotype. <laughs> so that was
0: one thing I wanted to mention. Like. <laughs> I thought wait, wait, let me spend more
2: time apologizing for short <laughs> round.
0: But like I thought that he was putting on a racist voice in both the Goonies and Indiana Jones. And I'm pretty sure with this movie that's just how he talks.
1: I mean kind of. Like obviously he's a lot older now and he he speaks more like a normal person, but I mean at least as short round, you gotta you gotta I mean I, I feel like that was the they told him to be like, "Oh, you, like you kind of talk like that." But let's let's crank that up to ten. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. laughs> Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. <laughs> 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 Anyways, right. so back
1: to uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, sorry, Carson, were you done?
4: I'm done.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I. I mean, I love this movie too. Um, I, I I do agree with like both sides, like um, uh, B-ball and Joe, um, like just all the good shit. But then also, Carson, like that one point about like how I how it could have ended or it could have been a lot shorter. Um, it felt like a little a little bloated. It dragged a little bit near the end. But I mean, to get to the ending, which was the right ending, I think, like which was just like nice um, is it, it like a nice bow on everything. I, I don't see them like you can't really take a whole lot out. Unless you like want to remove some of those just like fun moments, um, which I would never want to take out, like the butt plug fight out of this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I mean,
4: and, uh, but... I think
0: like my my point is not that it was too long because like I, I wouldn't cut any of the scenes either, but it's that so many of them felt like they were the scene that was going to end it, and then they right, weren't. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. pulling the the oh, rug okay. from under you, and where that's... it's like you could do the mm-hmm. same dialogue in the same scene just. Just don't make it feel like it's the movie ending four times. In yeah, a row.
1: yeah, yeah. That's fair.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, like even the, like, but it, it could have like, yeah, it could have ended like when they were both rocks and they were just having a nice little chat. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Um. But I mean, they just, I, I think they just had so many great ideas that like, and, and like great ideas for endings that they kind of put them all in, um, but. I don't know. It's uh, it's probably going to be really high on my top ten for uh, movie releases from this year. So, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert for the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would be curious uh, if there is a cut or a way to bring in because I do think it's nice that they get to that point of uh, Michelle Yeoh's character like confronting her dad and like. Uh, you know, having her daughter's back on having a girlfriend, mm. like, and I think that that's a cool thing to have in the movie as like the actual resolution of it. But like, if it, it happens pretty late in the movie and there's so much that, that happens, like could they pull it forward and make the movie shorter at the same time? I don't know, but like, I need that. I feel like I need that part. Like that's a cool element of it. Mm. I, don't
1: know. I mean it's it's tough though like because like even just to explain all the multiverse shit they did that really fast and they did it really well um Mm -hmm. because like i mean i will i will admit i was there were some parts where it was kind of lost on me but if you kind of watch the movie without fully trying to understand exactly how the multi like the the jumping to your other multiverse self works and don't get hung up on that shit then you'll enjoy it a lot more i mean like take it from me um, but, uh, yeah, like it, it, there's certain things that they had to move really, really fast through because like, you, you're not going to get to everything, or it's going to be a three hour movie if you don't. But, um, yeah, the, like it was just, it was just done really well. Like, and we'll, we can get into the multiverse stuff a little more later, but like, I also think that they did the multiverse, like strictly multiverse. If we're talking about what it is, I think they did this one a lot better than, probably any other multiverse movie out there
0: i agree that's one thing that really worked to their favor that like you kind of had a prime universe that there was explanations for why some of this was happening but you didn't really care what it was you knew that there was a reason and you could kind of just be like okay i believe you now let's just get back (laughs) to the story not worry too much about it whereas like in a marvel movie they really hang up on the details because it's like all the fanboys are gonna <laughs> yeah. you know talk about this on the internet, and they need to have all the the eyes dotted and the t's crossed, and so they gotta talk about it all, whereas like this one it's like, eh, don't worry about it
3: one thing i I did like about this too is just I feel like with the characters. Um, they they are a little bit more relatable. Whether it's uh, you know the issue with the parents or even just uh, oh, yeah. mother, and I feel like they did cross a few categories. Even maybe coming out as a partner with a lesbian, uh, you know, the girlfriend, or um, I think just the love. You know how uh, you made the decisions based on love. The father, how uh, he decided to, I guess, well, was it stay, and then that's how uh, one timeline was created, and the other one where she decided to move, and then she found them really there. successful. Yeah, so I feel like that was more relatable compared to maybe, uh, aside from obviously Jumping Worlds, but compared to maybe like a superpower mystical arts kind (laughs) of uh, thing there. Aside from, of course, the love of, of Scarlet Witch trying to get to her boys.
2: For sure. Well, and like a lot of it centered around like her husband like looking to get a divorce almost like as a way of shaking up the like as a wake up call for his wife like it's almost like a sweet divorce in a weird way like i want to divorce you cuz i heard that this can help you know really strengthen a marriage like it's it's a little misguided <laughs> but like it's like everything about that guy is so sweet uh and is like at least the main character is just like such a like a sweet character and there's a lot of like really sweet Sweet moments, like sweetness, in everything, everywhere, all at once. And there's, you know, because of the uh, the way that Marvel movies are, like it's hard to have those moments of sweetness. Everyone's so cool. Everyone's so <laughs> glib and funny. And there, there's not. It just doesn't allow for these genuine moments where maybe someone, you know, is crying so hard that they got snot coming down their face and they don't look cool <laughs> for like one minute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of heart in this movie. Like, you can tell and you can feel it. I mean, I just – to the point – I mean, this might be a little disconnected, but I I, I don't feel like I can really compare um, these two movies. Like, obviously, they're they're both – they both have to do with the multiverse. But, like, it, they're just so completely different that, like, I don't feel like it's fair for me to compare them. Um, um, I, Like, I, I just – it's – they're, they're just so – even in essence of like what it is and what it's trying to be, it's like they're just on just completely separate wavelengths. Like you have like maybe the the Marvel like built-in-a-factory style movie um, and then you, you have this that's like just – they probably really like sat down and like really – got really high and like smoked and uh talked about this for for years and like yeah let's finally make it like we could do all this crazy shit and like let's have fun with it but then also have like all this all this heart um i don't know it's 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 too too hard for me to to compare
0: if we do want to shit on marvel which i always do um (laughs) i think the movie that you would want to compare this to is no way home because that is a movie (laughs) where it's supposed to be about peter parker interacting with other versions of himself to talk about choice to talk about like the different paths that he's on in lifetime of choosing to be violent versus not being violent and it's like that's the movie where they should have explored the type of things that everywhere everything everywhere all at once did so much better and that they just decided to say we're gonna recreate memes instead um so like that movie (laughs) falls short but that's the story that you would want to do that on you'd want to have like you know evil Peter Parker dies sacrificing himself at the end because he's like, Hey, I don't want you to make the violent choice like I did, which, you know, they tried to do, but didn't. Um, yeah.
1: I, I, ch- I choose not to fight you right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I haven't seen, uh no way home thanks carson <laughs> <laughs>
3: that wasn't
0: listed in uh,
4: the movie it's, so
0: it's so on me multiverse yeah, of like madness got spoiled for, for me three days after it came out because i oh. was on instagram and like all the cameos were on instagram and i was like fuck if you if you don't yeah. go out for opening weekend of a marvel movie it's you're, you're getting it spoiled
3: I had to scroll every time I saw anything like Marvel related after the movie came out. I just did a quick flick to vote try to avoid the spoilers. I got a few but I skipped most of them which I, I was happy for.
1: Yeah. Can I just say sorry like really quick on that? I don't know why but Multiverse of Madness was probably the most spoiled movie like of all time. Like there's there's been like really like secrets and like giant reveals in like plenty yeah. of movies but like I don't know why everyone just wanted to spoil this one. And it actually made me watch it sooner because I felt like if I continued living my life and looking at social media, <laughs> I would inadvertently see more shit. Which the good thing is, like two of the three spoilers that I thought that I saw were actually false. But um,
4: oh, I
3: hate
1: that stuff. Yeah, it pissed me off yeah. so yeah. much.
3: <laughs> I, I think No Way Home was spoiled a decent amount too. For, for spider-man
0: yeah and everyone that, knew what yeah. was gonna happen for that one <laughs> far in advance
3: yeah yeah so it wasn't completely spoiled but there's a few small tidbits there where i got spo- uh, saw some spoilers that ruined the, that grand reveal for me
4: but yeah, still and a good movie
0: one of the spoilers i thought was fake because i saw i saw the clip of fantastic four and i was like that's not real that's some <laughs> fake <laughs> online version of fantastic four suit that looks like a gimmick but uh no that turned out to be the suit that they used
2: again like it just bothers me like okay professor x what was the last movie he was in it wasn't even in the mcu it was in the fox films what like x3 x-men united
3: oh no he was in the new ones yeah he's in the new ones he's in logan yeah he was in logan
2: yeah yeah okay and i guess when they go to the future in like days of future past and stuff like that yeah but, you know, I don't know. I just, it, you know, and he's clearly a different guy because he's got the yellow, you know, sure. classic floating thing. Although <laughs> I did like seeing their version of like what the astral plane looks like, even though like the Scarlet Witch just wrecks ass anywhere she goes. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like the second she shows up it's like the only reason you're not dead is because i don't feel like it like everywhere it's a weird it's kind of a cool element like for a villain because then you're just kind of having to deal it's almost like the she's the movie twister (laughs) like every now and then the twister shows up you can't do (laughs) shit about the twister
0: let's see if you can survive the twister I'm, I'm okay so, with that because if it works for the story, that's good. Like in the same way that Cyclops in the original X-Men movies was not anything like he was in the comics because it serves the story they're trying to tell better.
4: Yeah.
1: So if I, I feel like we can kind of agree that one, probably one of the best parts of Multiverse of Madness was Scarlet Witch. Um, if we were to take that and compare it to um, the villain from everything, everywhere, all at once – Spoiler alert, it's, well, it's not, it's kind of the daughter, kind of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, no, it's the, maybe it's the daughter.
2: It's the daughter. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. It's well, the daughter. Well,
2: but it's also kind of like her, you know? Her <laughs> yeah, own, like, like issues. Her hang-ups
1: <laughs> is what caused it. Okay, yeah. So, that, I mean, then can we even, can we even compare the two villains?
2: <laughs> you can't but compare I, the two
0: villains yeah. because what makes the, like, I, I agree, like, the daughter as a character just, like, look at that character alone like isn't that exciting compared to like yeah scarlet which uh, i kind of like her performance but what makes everything everywhere all at once a powerful movie is the connection between those characters and that's what makes it yeah. meaningful and so you can't look at it just as a character it's kind of how it fits into the bigger story
2: okay i will say though because we're kind of there are ways in which we can compare them and i do think that everything everywhere all at once bests doctor strange 2 in each of them okay so thing number 1 body possession it happens in both uh in uh, in everything everywhere all at once it's done through almost like a, you know the the cool throwback bluetooth headsets <laughs> in both ears and i love that shit you know that's really great and then this it's like sleep Scaping or dream sleeping. Dreamwalking. Dreamwalking, yes. So, which is awesome, because there is a Marvel superhero called Dreamwalker that maybe somewhere down the road we might see some shit. Uh, he, like, lives there. Uh, anyway, so, like, they both do that, and they have, like, body possession moments there. It, again, feels like they do it better in Everything Everywhere All At Once than they do in... Doctor Strange 2. I don't know. Uh, Agree? Disagree? I agree with that. Cool. Alright. That is thing one in which they are directly comparable. Uh, (laughs) The other one is so taking the main antagonists, at least how they are presented in the films, you are dealing with two characters that have reality altering, at least the current reality altering powers. Right? That have almost like an, an omnipotent reach. So then it's up to the filmmakers how they want to present that information to the viewer. I feel like they do a much better job of that and everything everywhere all at once by just showing things randomly change in frame related to her whim. Like you don't have to explain it much, but you do it through classic practical effects of you just cut the camera and then you change one element of it because why? Because they're a basically omnipotent, dimensional being right now that's experiencing all possible realities at the same time. Like, that's sick. And they're <laughs> trying to do that in Doctor Strange too, and just not hitting it as well. Well, well then, the, the problem with that, though, is
1: because, like, again, for me, at least, I, I don't really and I can't really look at Doctor Strange as, like, the multiverse is not, like, the point or like the like it's not it's it's actually a really small part of the the right. story that they're trying to tell so like that the kind of stuff like obviously the um like the concept of like how you link to your multiversal self and everything everywhere all at once that was like really creative and really interesting that and i've never seen it been done that way before um i don't know if you have but
2: it's true no I, yeah i can't think of
1: yeah, and in but compared to like Doctor Strange, where it's just like yeah, you just um well actually that was a really cool concept too of like if you dream that's like a window into your other self, which oh, I I, like I, I that. like I like as that. well, yeah. mm-hmm. but then it, like just dream walking okay it's pretty standard it's, like it's cool uh but it's not like re, like reinventing the wheel like like everything everywhere all at once so I mean
2: I would have liked there to have been a little bit more. Like, like consequence seemingly, right to mm. the person that's dream walking. Like, they take a little bit of damage, <laughs> yeah. From, you know, from but like, so like literally when you know Scarlet Witch is done with her alternate reality body, you literally just see her stand up and walk away. <laughs> like she's like, oh, oh shit, and then like, oh my
4: kids, <laughs> like they,
2: oh yeah, my kids, I gotta go, and then just awkwardly scurry away. Which it's nice to see. You know, so everyone's she's not, okay. like, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, like, she died in the rubble. No, <laughs> she just is going home. Uh, but, like... Yeah, like, I, maybe there should have been... I think, like, they don't do enough to explain where were they when their body was being possessed. And that's yeah, part that... of spoiler that factors into my pitch <laughs> oh, okay. later on oh, that's yeah, like that's like the
1: pitch. wonder the wonder woman problem I, I don't ben i don't know if you've seen wonder woman yet wonder woman 84 88 I bl- yes yes i have i
2: believe yes it's the battle oh, okay the... <laughs> oh i've seen both hey i love Kristen wig as cheetah we might have talked, th- about, this like we talked about this yeah <laughs> i, we I actually talked do, about
4: yeah I love,
2: I love a cat lady <laughs> any kind of anthropomorphized i liked oh, cats okay. i thought cats for that one element was pretty
1: good this is uh, not <laughs> not where i was heading but <laughs> it's also good to know um but i was just gonna say like the whole thing about um chris pine taking over that random guy's body um because of the wish and like not no uh, like so he's do you do you know what i'm talking about
2: Wait, what are we talking about <laughs>
3: Wonder Woman Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Like when she yes. wishes that she wants Chris Pine yeah, back and then, and then he like, just randomly takes over this guy's body
4: Yes. He's and then they go on body. all
1: these adventures where he're putting this random guy in danger um and like yeah, it's kind of like the same thing with like the dreamwalking shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like and then what? Like they just wake up. And, I guess it is a pretty big violation. I mean, you know, uh, someone that wasn't you is was puppeting your body around doing what got Lord knows what, and you were out, and now you're back. But it's like you were in a coma, and you're
3: just like, "What
2: the fuck just happened?" Yeah, right. Well, and in the circumstance of actually, what am I talking about? In Scarlet Witch uh, case, we know exactly what was happening with her consciousness. It was yeah. trapped in that creepy little bunker.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where exactly oh, yeah. to save her. Yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Cru-
2: yeah. <ugh. laughs> And I'm Love okay, it. because of the extra-dimensional, multi-dimensionalness of it, I'm okay with those characters dying. Uh, because, like, there's hundreds
1: more. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the cheat code, right? Like, no, yeah. now now it's really, no one's ever really
2: gone.
4: <laughs> yeah, all you
2: need to do is have, you know, uh, oh, what happened? Ah, man, you're never going to believe it. You know how Spider-Man died? America Chavez sneezed.
4: <laughs> okay, now we
2: got two Spider-Men. They're, you know, one is uh, African-American, believe it or not. One is, and uh, and the other one is, I guess, from the 19 or 18, like, whatever, when they didn't have lights. It's Gaslight Spider-Man. I don't know.
0: Noir <laughs> yes, Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> Gaslight Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man Noir. Oh, oh yeah.
1: The Nicolas Cage one. from uh whatever anyways that's way way too far off topic now
2: (laughs) Um, although also a verse like a spider verse into the spider verse
1: that was another one that i don't know how we could fit into the conversation
3: (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about the multiverse spider one the cartoon one
1: yeah so that um that butt plug scene um,
3: oh my god. <laughs> that, that <laughs> had, my god! I don't think my girlfriend seen me laugh like that, or like it's a future. <laughs> She's that, like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm in the best time ever." That
1: was actually probably the hardest I've laughed watching a movie in maybe 20 years. Um, uh, I don't know what was before that, but I know that <laughs> it, it definitely that that is the case. And like, you know what? So another really good thing about everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm gonna go way too deep into. <laughs> 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 um, Spoilers, but, like, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know when they first see those trophies on um Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis's uh, desk, and yeah, then obviously her you think, hey, that's a butt plug.
4: <laughs> and
1: butt also plugs. it works because she's like an anal IRS uh, yeah. whatever
4: <laughs> uh,
1: auditor. Um, and then it works out. It's not just, like, these came out of nowhere. It's not, like, a cheap, like, oh, we're going to put sex toys in this now.
3: But, yeah, like, randomly in it, the that, office.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's that glimpse of that. And that in itself, already. That's a joke. Great. But then when they're in the middle of, like, a life and death fight, and then the security guard jumps, like, with his two legs. He's holding his two legs in the air. just and, you know that he's just trying to, like, with all his might, <laughs> to, to, to just stick this butt plug up his ass so he could continue... Um, it, uh, another level of, of of fighting prowess. I don't know that. I think that was that was cinematic. Like that that was a just a masterpiece. I yeah. think I just had to really get right in. <laughs> <laughs>
4: get right in.
2: That's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love the Jackass movies. I love all of them. I watch the point fives. <laughs> I watch them all multiple times because I'm sick.
4: I'm sick in the head.
2: I love them. That scene still shocked and delighted me. I was not expecting, A, I wasn't expecting them to go that route until they went that route. Like In terms of how they, like, I had forgotten about the butt plugs and then they were doing ever escalating ridiculous things in order to amp up their power extra dimensionally, which is just such a great way of showing it. Like uh, and then to see them like go for it and then to see them like just hungrily trying to get that (laughs) shit up their their butts is just awesome. Uh, And yeah, the spread eagle blurred out (laughs) fully like in the air coming down would have if you had asked me like guess a thousand times. What's the most ridiculous thing you're going to see in this movie? I would not have guessed that. I would not have. Uh, someone is going to fly five feet up in the jump, like six feet in the air, in an effort to land whole first onto a butt plug shaped IRS competency <laughs> award. Whew. Like awesome! That is great. Yeah, and there are so many of those moments in this movie, like that are just absurdly wonderful. Like the paper cut thing you were talking about earlier. Like, uh, I really felt that I yeah, feel I it. That. I feel it too. Oh my God. Yeah, with it. yeah. And then like, and, but like it, it weirdly adds to the sense of desperation that you feel in that moment. Like the people that put this shit together are obviously very talented, so you do feel tense along with the characters at the same time, right? Like it gets you going. And then to add that visceral feeling of like knowing what a paper cut feels like and having like <laughs> it the like you, oh, you feel yeah. it in the back of your jaw. You just Arr! and to add that on top of your just tense situation that you're seeing is really a cool Again, extra layer to how you can enjoy the movie. Like, watch this. It's going to make you feel like you have paper cuts <laughs> at the same time.
1: And then also make you want an everything bagel by the end. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: I forgot all about that bagel.
2: Oh, there. My my wife has not seen this movie yet, but we've been talking about seeing it and uh, just didn't work <laughs> out. She's out of town today, and this is the day that I had the chance to watch it. But she is going to love this movie no, yeah. because she loves everything bagels in particular and <laughs> uh it's it's such a cool thing like and that yeah the floating everything bagel that looks like a black hole like is it is it meant to be like a a black hole or, or like uh, like a star I
1: don't know supernova
4: I don't know
1: <laughs> oh and also um like on the co- on the complete opposite end of like Versus like there's there's extreme butt plug paper cut fight on this end, and then there's like nice little bits where like they're just two rocks talking okay. to each other, and it's like a, actually really nice and sweet conversation, um, yeah. which like again I don't think uh, anything has been done uh, nothing that I've seen has been done like that before, and I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know. It's just like what a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: For for all of the reasons that you guys have just said, I will once again reiterate my recommendation of Swiss Army Man, made by <laughs> the same directors. I don't want to mention any of the scenes in that movie. Not as shocking as the butt plug scene, but <laughs> if you like all those oddly specific scenes that were in here, that movie also does that with the heart as well. So
1: That Swiss Army Man has been on my Netflix list for like probably more than a year now, but I think now... That that you put it that way, I'll. Yeah, uh,
0: it, it's uh, a I, much I more toned-down version. Like, oh yeah, they, I mean, those guys—they did that movie, and then they got the budget for this one, and they went all out. So I don't <laughs> want to like set the expectations <laughs> too high, but it's like it's a very similar type of humor and drama.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, f- fun fact about uh, the directors—I think it's Dan Kwan and uh, what was the other guy's name? The Daniel, Daniels. Uh, the Daniels something. Daniel shit. Yeah, whatever. Um if if I if any of you have seen the music video for um Turn Down For What so oh, I love it. Yes. DJ Snake and Lil Jon. You've seen the video? I I've, I've video. seen it like a thousand times. Okay, yeah. Cuz I I actually like from a song that I I didn't particularly like that much. Like it was it was like one of those it was really popular back in like what 2014. Um Yeah. They made the music video That's um awesome. for Turn Down For What. And Dan Kwan is the Asian guy in that music video who's, like, doing all the humping dancing, humpy dancing. (laughs) Yeah, I actually just found that out doing the research for this podcast. And so that, like, that in itself is really cool. And then the brown girl from that music video, like, the one who starts off the music video, um, she is also in everything, everywhere, all at once as uh the actress in the like in the movie like that drama movie or drama yes, series that yes. everyone's always watching
2: the yeah the uh, almost like kind of bollywood uh, yeah indian couple yes yeah
1: i i wasn't sure like my memory is kind of fuzzy i wasn't sure if it was a bollywood
2: movie so I, th- I didn't want to like, make yeah. that
1: assumption just because yeah anyways oh, you yeah. know
2: I, yeah no i'm talking about this short round i <laughs> got you don't worry <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, Connections.
0: That reminds me of yeah. the Hot Dog Fingers, too. I totally forgot about that part of it.
2: Oh, oh yeah, God. the Hot Dog
4: Fingers. Oh, oh, my God. And then they're putting them in that. each
2: other's mouths. <laughs> that was and that's really like sex gross <laughs> for me. But, oh, it's so gross and weird.
3: Yeah, it's just, that one made me like, cringe a little bit. Or like, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, man. And what a movie that like Hot Dog Fingers, which they did for a while, and we haven't <laughs> we've been talking for a bit, and we haven't even had a chance to talk about it. That is nuts.
0: Yeah, so I told hot you I uh, this is like the first time I've been to a theater in like 2 years. Guess what I ordered? A hot I dog. <laughs> <laughs> you...
1: I mean, luckily your the hot dog was probably done by the time yeah, like, in, in I to it cut at that point oh Just like when they when they bit it off and like it
2: was like spurting. yeah, it was like mustard and ketchup ke- like
1: ketchup and mustard ketchup, cheese, yeah ketchup and mustard was, yeah. and
2: maybe like a cheese sauce i don't know it's disgusting <laughs> the and the fact that the anatomy would exist in any like how right <laughs> I, get, I think they tried to explain
3: it like briefly how uh, <laughs> they grew with uh hot dog fingers
1: <laughs> which but also like
3: that's another oh, right because the slapping right yeah yeah you're right
2: they totally did
3: Oh yeah, like, she, she's
2: like because it was like evolutionary, right? Something like the that. The apes yeah. with the fattest fingers <laughs> slap the shit out of the, the like oh, the regular, non-fat right? fingered ape. And then evolutionarily it's like the thickest <laughs> fucking fingers you've ever seen. <laughs> that's that's the dominance, you know, that matters. Oh my god. So it's from slapping the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> And that, oh man, such a cool movie. Yeah. Oh, and then if
1: we're going to connect it even more, so we're going like from music video to everything everywhere all at once, and then the daughter is actually in Shang-Chi because now we're going back to Marvel. She's like the tiniest part, like the 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 girl and her boyfriend when they're on like the double date. Okay. Um and the girl who's like talking about how they're like um boring yeah, some, yeah not, not, or she's the boring one. Like,
2: okay, and then like they they bookend right, and they bookend like, the yes, movie yes. with that, that same couple. Like, oh hey, how's it going? And then they're like, yeah, we're yeah. just gonna go oh, kick some save, ass with Avengers over here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, so yeah. Oh, cool. Um, full circle. <laughs>
4: I, I, <laughs> yeah. I
0: hate to say it, but if you pick two Hollywood movies starring Asian characters, there's probably gonna be some overlap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which, yep. Yep, that's that's also another thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, let's end it off there because we also have our own oh, movie yeah. pitches that we want to do this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um. Does anyone want to volunteer to go first?
3: I kind of want to volunteer first because I feel like all of yours will be uh, much more interesting than mine. So, you know, let's progress a little bit better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely not I, mine. It's going to be great. <laughs> I understand
3: it. All right. Um, so my movie that I'm pitching, um, this takes place in 2030. The actors I have here are uh, Jonathan Majors as the main character. Uh, if you can't remember that uh, gentleman, he was um, at the end of Loki. The I forgot the, the gentleman there at the end of Loki. The, the guy that uh, controlled everything. Anyways, uh, him and Tom Hardy. I always like putting Tom Hardy in movies because I just <laughs> love Tom Hardy. Um, essentially, uh, uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, he's a, a normal dude. He lives a normal day. It's uh, just follows the life of him working nine to five, nothing out of the ordinary, small group of friends, goes out, saves up, uh, stuff like that. And one day he just starts getting headaches out of nowhere and it gets increasingly worse. It gets uh, intense. He sees doctors. They don't have any answers for him. And then during an intense episode, he kind of starts to black out. And then he sees a strange figure approach him. And uh, this figure is played by Tom Hardy. Uh, He tells him how uh, he is – I was a little loose here with my uh, terms because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do detective or if he was just someone from the future. But (laughs) he tells him how he's a detective, a multiverse officer of some sort, and his old partner has been captured in his current timeline. And only through him he could find out where he is located. He explains that all versions of yourself in every timeline are all connected. And uh, once one instance of you sort of dies, the others in all the other timelines or universes also die as well. Um, whether it's an accident or you get a health condition that deteriorates and then you you perish as well in, in a, a meaningful, quick manner after the first one dies. And um, essentially that's the universe's way of correcting uh, and keeping everything consistent within the timelines. He, he tells them how uh, Tom Hardy, unfortunately one of his versions of himself, has died and that he only has uh, a certain amount of time until he can help find his partner and he needs his assistance to search and look for his partner. And so he brings him uh, to uh, his current timeline, and this movie follows their adventure of trying to find the partner, shows him where the technology in his timeline, how it can help to assist in locating the partner, and essentially you have a twist at the end where Tom Hardy is actually the villain, and he's trying to look to kill that other person um, for uh, certain reasons. And yes, that is Spoiler alert my plot for some sort of timeline multi-universe movie
4: cool nice <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm I, if no one has any objections i'm gonna go next because there's like one little nice little segue part um from joe's that i'm actually not even going to use now that i think about it but <laughs> um, so my my movie is uh starring adam driver um, and I'm, I'm taking elements of uh, – I, I got elements and inspiration from uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which I just watched recently and loved. Um, I don't know if you're not familiar. It's Nicolas Cage playing himself. Um, <laughs> um, uh, like a bit of uh, Happy Death Day slash Groundhog Day. Uh, elements of that and Bedazzled oh I
3: love Bedazzled like, Elizabeth bedazzled Early my shit. Uh, yeah <laughs> it's so
4: good <laughs>
1: <laughs> where like it, he lives out different versions of himself because he's making wishes to the devil because um, well, oh, I want to be Elizabeth this early. yes yes yeah, Elizabeth. Um, um, so yeah Adam Driver is playing himself um, and he starts due to, to some I don't know radioactive onset accident um, he starts living out his life in different multiverses, but in each one, he is dying. And um, he has to find, like, he, he lives the, he lives them out one by one and he keeps dying at the same point every time. Um, and before all of his multiversal selves die, he has to find a way to stop it before he's completely erased from the multiverse because all of his multiversal selves have, have died. Obviously, there's going to be a, there's going to need to be like a, a what's called um, a, a montage of like millions of random drivers dying because there's going to be like billions of multiverses, but um, there, so there is some urgency there because he can't just continue to live out and um, for, for all of all of himself dying. But there's um, the bits where like, it's kind of like bedazzled is like um, it's going to be him Again, playing himself, but like from different movies, like on set from different movies. And there's going to be moments where like he's like he's living out that life, trying to figure out like how to get out of it. Uh, but then there's going to be one where like he's on the set, but he's not even that the, he's not even an actor in this one. He's just like a an assistant. And there's a nice, funny little um, he thinks he's a big shot, but he's not because he's just an assistant type thing. Um, and that's the concept. I, it's not. It's half baked. Uh, but uh, um, if you're listening, um, Universal Studios, um, let's 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 uh, let's make it, <laughs> <again. that>
3: going. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll go next because. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, my idea is also half baked and also contains Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> I was going full cynical on this one because I. <laughs> The the multiverse movies that I enjoy are the ones that kind of use the idea of a multiverse to explore like character studies. And then you have like the other ones that are just like, eh, let's just get the same person on the screen at the same time. Um, so I went with the latter on that one. Um, so my protagonist is Paul Rudd. Um, what Paul Rudd discovers... Or his character. I don't know if it's going to be actual Polar Red or Polar Red playing somebody, uh, but he discovers the multiverse where every time a movie is created, an entire universe of that movie is created and exists somewhere, like the past, present, and future for like whatever caused that movie to happen and the after effects of it. Um, so he discovers that uh, similar to last action hero that like some villain from a movie comes out and he wants to take over the multiverse or something. And he has a magical minivan where he gets to recruit five characters from whatever movie he wants to try to go stop the villain. We'll call the villain, some Willem Dafoe character from somewhere. <laughs> um, and who does Paul Rudd want to recruit? Well, his favorite actor is Nicolas Cage. So he's going to go recruit five Nicolas Cage characters uh, to go on an adventure to stop Willem Dafoe. So you're going to get the montage of him going to recruit Memphis Reigns from Gone in 60 Seconds and like character from Face Off and like the vampire movie where he's not actually a vampire but thinks he is. And he's going to get all these guys together and it's basically a Paul Rudd and Nicolas Cage adventure movie with five Nicolas Cage. And that's the full idea.
1: Sounds like a lot of references in there, Carson. <laughs> so many references. So
0: many. Everyone's you know, going to love it. <laughs> there, there's no plot, there's just references.
3: Nicholas Cage, that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay, I'll,
2: I'll go next. Uh, so, the title of uh, my movie would be B- BFF DTF, uh, but DTF stands for Dimensional Traveling Friend.
4: Uh,
2: rather bff still stands for best friends forever <laughs> i always forget about casting but I, so the cast would be uh the main character would be seth rogan and uh playing his best friend it would be john cena uh okay <laughs> okay uh so you you ever have a best friend and it feels like he's holding you back you know what if that was true and what if you were being held back from discovering interdimensional travel. Okay. So <laughs> the movie is almost like an Ed TV kind of, you think something's going on. It's a little off center. And then over time, what the main character Seth Rogen discovers is that John Cena has been an interdimensional traveler this whole time and has been sabotaging the very possibility that Seth Rogen would discover interdimensional travel. Seth Rogen is going to discover interdimensional travel that happens. It happens (laughs) at different times and different timelines. It always happens, but they've seen now a situation where it happens and he kills like a dimension. Right? So now before he ever figures it out, Fucking John Cena is his best friend. So so anytime he's trying to figure shit out, John Cena's right there, fucking Mr. Magooing everything. And, you know, oh, no, I knocked over your science experiment. Ah, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, man, you want to go get a beer? But over time, John Cena gets frustrated with it. Like, at this point, they're adult men, and he's still having to guard this other guy from advancing in his life towards his destiny. So he slips and eventually he figures out, oh, my God, this guy is trying to stop me. And part of it is also that he has PTSD uh, because he was chosen to come and protect this this outcome from having to happen. But when you do that, you're the person you move into their body. They're not there anymore, like you've killed them. So he has PTSD from having killed his uh, interdimensional self, feeling like he had to in order to stop the insane killing machine that would be potentially Seth Rogen discovering interdimensional travel. <laughs> So, you know, initially the things he's doing seems kind of banal. And then over time, John Cena would just, like, get that creepy, like, breathing weird and, like, his eyes are bulged out. Like,
4: <sighs> <laughs> if you just
2: had left it alone, <sighs> you could be having a great time <sighs> on a cruise ship <laughs> with your best friend.
4: <sighs>
2: and now you're going to die in inter- interdimensional prison, you know? <laughs> But like John Cena, and again, he's got snot coming out of his nose. That's how you know it's real. That moment
1: made me think. Like, did you get that from another? Like, did you draw from another movie on that one? Because that sounds really familiar to me.
2: I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, it's yeah. a very classic trope to say. Yeah. Well, you just you just couldn't you couldn't leave well enough alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Like, it's almost like a classic, like, end of the Twilight Zone. Oh, well, you're in my murder hut. Doesn't matter that you know now.
3: Okay. Kind of gives me similar, uh, like, energy to, uh, I guess, his character in um, Vacation Friends, if you've seen that movie on Disney. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) I actually like that movie with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: and he definitely has, like, a a darker edge to, uh, like, one of the characters, like, drinking more heavily. Yeah, <laughs> that I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I really liked everyone's pitches. I uh, f- Interesting that in a lot of these where you talk about it anyway, there's a lot of like every every version of you's on the line, like Paulo and Joe, yeah, I think Paulo you both I, had yeah. <laughs> like it's life or death gone. kind
3: of thing for that person. Yeah.
2: Well, and I kind of had an element of like you—you you end up displacing your other interdimensional self if you have to go into another dimension. So, like, there's still pretty deep consequences.
4: Yeah.
0: I didn't have consequences.
4: <laughs> no,
2: but yours also sounds a lot more fun. Yeah, yours sounds a lot fun. <laughs> mine mine would make the
0: money. Your mine. guys would uh, win the film festivals.
4: <laughs> You're,
1: yeah, it's a uh, very Ready Player One, Carson. I don't know if that's if you'll take that
4: as a compliment. <laughs> it's what I was going for.
0: <laughs> okay. And I feel the same way about that movie. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good place to end it off. Uh, ben, Joe, thank you guys for stopping by the podcast once again. It's been great. Thanks um, for having um, us. Thank you. Check out... Uh, oh, wait. When do we, we end our episodes, we do a thing that we don't tell our guests about until we're at the end of our episode. <laughs> Uh what movie coming out soon are you looking forward to? Uh I will buy time for you guys while you think about it. Everyone says Top Gun Maverick is really good. I haven't seen it cuz I can't go to the movies anymore, so I'm looking forward to that one.
1: It it is uh I mean keep your your expectations low. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I say that specifically to you. <laughs> um I've heard mixed reviews on it. I I liked it. It's a good choice. Um, Sorry, I'll I'm taking through.
0: back. I'm taking back my choice. Crimes of the <laughs> Future is coming out, and it's going to be super fucking weird. I'm going to love it, and that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to do a like a, a soft uh, Thor uh, because uh, like it's it's going. I'm going to like it. I know, um, but also I wanted to call out uh, actually because the the thor was like a soft looking forward to i'm going to do two of those <laughs> soft looking forward to also prey um which is like a yes. a, a predator movie mm-hmm. but like the the protagonists are uh uh first nation yes first it. nation first people yeah um which is like actually <laughs> <laughs> so, um i mean it could easily just be like a, the standard um uh standard uh everyone's just gonna die doesn't matter that they're first nation um but uh it also introduces like an extra level of like helplessness because they don't have like guns or technology or anything um and they have to fight an alien with bows and arrows and axes acts and stuff.
2: Yeah. That one I think... looks amazing. <laughs> I love all of the predator films and it, it looks really cool to see it. the derivation. It feels like they got kind of into it with predators and then the predator was pretty tight. And then if it follows that same kind of like, it's a standalone kind of nifty, have his own thing going on. Like I, and Will they be presumably, like presumably, they won't be advanced predators, they'll be somewhat more, uh, yeah. you know, older predators, <laughs> right? Like, of that era, like, there's still hundreds of years difference between now and then, where like we've seen what predators oh, yeah. look like in present day with, yeah, yeah. with the predator. And they they uh, don't
1: have to do like super predator or like Pred-Alien, that type of shit like oh it's yes.
2: it's really predator big now.
3: <laughs> but yeah anyways I gotta I gotta check that one out the one you're talking about um for me I'm kind of lame uh mine is like any <laughs> Thor love and thunder um uh, even any of the other Marvel movies if their official release dates are set up I know they're they're not officially up and coming in the next month or so but uh, I know there's uh guardians of the galaxy black adam um uh, and a few i think maybe wakanda forever i think i'm not sure if that one's coming up um i'm really curious and, how they're gonna handle that one yeah i, I feel wakanda with the Friends. multiverse split maybe they might uh actually toss something in there turn. yeah yeah and then i think uh one movie that i am looking for that i haven't watched yet is which i heard is great and even the the Trailer and the premise of the whole movie has already got my attention. Uh, is it Spider-Head or, um, with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix?
1: Oh, on Netflix, yeah. yeah.
3: I think it's Spider-Head. Yeah, that, that one is Teller. on my
2: list. Yeah,
3: that, that's actually what I'm going to watch tonight. That or Man from Toronto.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: nice. cool. Well, I, between... Uh... The three of you, how many movies do we have left? I will recommend <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Although, I am also excited. Do we know, like, I'm looking online. The Flash, it's supposed to come out in 2023? Like,
0: it's supposed to be November is, this year. They might have moved it back. November of this year? They, they moved it back so they can CGI Ezra Miller out of the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just...
2: Uh, uh, Tignataro. You could just plot <laughs>
1: Tignataro in there. No problem. Oh, I thought that was actually happening. Like, I thought Tignataro was going to be
0: in it.
2: <laughs> no, no. What, it, what, what was the movie they did that for? Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Who did they take out? Crystalia. Oh. <laughs> they just decided they would rather go with someone else. And they spent the money to replace them.
0: Yeah. So what I'm taking away from this podcast episode is, fuck Marvel, they make terrible movies. We can't look forward, we now look forward to the next Marvel movie. <laughs>
3: to all of the Marvel movies yeah, that are coming so out. We yes. want to see how bad they could get, or, or if they're hopeful, hey, and if they switch around. I've been hit consistent. me again. I've been consistent in my defense.
2: <laughs> I want more, yes, yes. Give me, it's... It's like I still eat at McDonald's, even though I recognize that it's poisonous trash. Like, I, I just put it in my, my trough and let me feed from my trough. Oh. <laughs>
4: and that's,
0: and th- that's a good point to end. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening all. Tune in again next
4: month.